All right, we are live. This is Friday night. So, Ryan Rising, I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Hey, guys. How are we doing? <clears throat> Law of One coming up right now on Friday. Please share this out. Please share this out. I'm watching the chat. I see you guys there. I can see that uh, Reese, you're there. Hello. You said hello. Julie, hello. Right? Right? Yeah, you're on time. Woohoo! <laughs> Julie. I, we, you know, we went uh, live yesterday. It was impromptu because of all the craziness of stuff that was going on the, this week. Um, so you weren't really late. You just didn't know that we were going on. But, you know, for, for a Friday, I usually go live at 4. Um, it used to be 5. I may go back to 5. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the 4 o'clock hour. That's 4 p.m. West Coast, uh, Northern Hemisphere, you know, nor- Northern Continent, United States, Canada time. Um, I like that time slot for me. It works. Um, seems to work for, you know, people around the world, too, so. Anyway, right? And and then there's the MP3 podcast that comes out right after. So that comes out at a different time. But it's still, you know, half the world, it's already Saturday, right? <laughs> there I am. Namaste, everybody. So for those of you who can see me, those of you who are listening on the MP3 broadcast, you can't see me, but I am on, on there with my keeping my Santa beard so far. So we'll see what happens there, right? Okay, so <clears throat> share this out, share this out, share this out. Right. Um, I'm not going to talk about politics. Did enough of that. Uh, But I will be back on the air. Not today, uh, but soon, maybe tomorrow, uh, but soon talking about, you know, the other stuff that's going on. So like really quickly, uh, I'll say this to anybody who uh, paid attention to our show yesterday. And if you didn't go back and take a look at it and then ask yourself if there's only 11 days left for Donald Trump to be the president of the United States. Why is it that Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party is so hard-pressed to take away any kind of control or power, why is it that they demanded that uh, Mike Pence enacted the 25th uh, Amendment, and he said no, then they said they demanded that Donald Trump resign, and of course he didn't say anything, he ignored them. So now they're trying to rush impeachment trial to try and impeach him in less than 11 days. Why is it, ask yourself, why is it so important for them to make sure that he does not have any presidential power as fast as possible? Ask yourself that question. And then look around the Internet before everything gets deleted. Most of the good stuff, those of us who saw it, downloaded it, so they're going to have to delete all of us, which they're already going to start systematically doing. Ask yourself why it is that big tech is now emboldened and they don't have to worry about censorship and they're censoring anybody and everyone who do- they don't agree with. And they don't have to worry about backlash anymore. Ask yourself that question. <clears throat> Ask yourself, you can look this up, the question of why the Chinese government, Chinese people are buying up fa- uh, uh, factory space and... Um, farms inside the United States. Ask yourself why they went to the Bahamas, or at least in the in the Mediterranean, and they're offering all kinds of money and loans to countries out there, islands out there, if they can build a military base on that island. Now, if you don't know where the Bahamas are and you don't know where the Caribbean islands are, that's about 50 miles off the coast of Florida, 
about 50 miles off the southern coast of the United States of America. Ask yourself why it is that no one in the Democratic Party, even though five members of the Democratic Party, most of which are from the state of California, I'm sorry, all of which are from the state of California, have had either spies <clears throat> in their cabinet or their driver or their girlfriend for going back 10, 12, 15 years, and all of which have received a lot of financial backing from the Chinese Communist Party, and why is it that the Democratic Party is trying to pretend and tell you that China is your best friend? When China has been at war with the United States of America since it declared war on the United States of America in the 50s when America chased the Koreans' army into China. Look that up. They declared war on the United States back in the 50s, and that war in their mind has not been settled. You need to ask yourself that question. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that going into the law of one. Now we'll get away from that. So don't post this anywhere where they say no politics because the first you know six minutes was just politics, and they'll just delete me. Right. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, and I am watching the chat so I can see what you guys are saying. Right. I have my phone. <laughs> Look, you can see me on my phone on the camera. So I'm using that as my other monitor. My other monitor over here is down and it is, in fact, in there <laughs> outside of my office. So I usually have a monitor on both sides over here, but both of those are currently being used for another purpose uh, that I uh, out on the dining room table. Um, I do research and stuff. <clears throat> they don't always like sitting at this desk doing it because of uh, everything being here. So sometimes I move you know, their laptops. So sometimes I have them wherever I'm sitting with my feet up, right? Well, I think that too, Julie said, I think that they're just trying to prevent him from running in 2024. I think that that would be the only other explanation uh, is that if they can impeach him now and convict him, he can't run for president in 2024. Uh, but that wouldn't stop, say, Don Jr. from doing it, right? Or Eric, or even one of the girls. Uh, and and I really, I really think that at this point, anybody that is um, following Donald Trump and is part of Donald Trump's base understands that it's kind of plug and play with that family. Okay, they are all like dad. Okay, and if you say he couldn't be the president, Don Jr. would run, and I'm sure his father would be advising him. And I'm sure that they would do the same thing and have the family in the cabinet. Because you have to understand that the Trumps are like the Kennedys. Okay, and because the Kennedys were just like the Trumps, they got assassinated for it. Or I should say the Trumps are like the Kennedys, because let's be honest, the, your elders are the Kennedys. They were here first. So the Trumps are like the Kennedys, and the Kennedys got two of them assassinated and three of them censored. And um, the, the jury's still out on whether um, JFK Jr. actually was murdered or even died because there was no bodies ever recovered. Some say he's still alive. And then he went undercover 
because of times like now when, you know, supposedly there's some rumor that he might be popping back up within the next couple of weeks and people realizing and finding out that he's not dead. I would like to see that happen. I don't think it will, but it could. I've seen evidence that could indicate that. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I've seen a lot of evidence that indicates a lot of shit that I'm not talking about. I just talked to my brother about that. And I said, if half of what I know is true, then it's like I said yesterday on my show. Once you see the dragon fully in whole, you can't unsee it. And you don't want to look it in the eye because if you get its attention and it sees you, it will burn you to cinders. Okay, so that said, let's go ahead and continue over here with Love One. We got through session two, session 85, question number 15, one five. But I backed up one question because question number 15 actually pertains to question number 14. It's a continuation. So I backed up to question number one four, and that's where we're going to start and go forward from there today. Okay. So let me go over here and switch this screen to this one. And that's the studio for uh, Facebook. <laughs> let me switch that screen to YouTube. There we go. And I'll pull that up into uh, into full screen. Let me make sure I have my soundboard at the proper. I, I turn it down for my intro music because it's uh, it pegs out pretty loud. So it'll reverb all the way up into the red. So I turn the sound down. But then when Raw is on uh, talking... Uh, raw is in stereo and, and a lot lower on the, so I have to put put the soundboard back up uh, so that it doesn't uh, sound too far in the background. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go into full screen. Those of you who have the benefit of video, you guys can read along with Muffy Moose, the, the group Muffy Moose. Their channel on YouTube is where I uh, use the their videos. They've been very kind as to leaving the videos up for me to use them. Um, and I give them credit for that. I don't know who they are, and I'm, I'm not in any way beholden to them, other than they have the power to take the videos down, and I would have to search them for somewhere else to play them. Uh, but, they, but they have all of the videos that I've played for the last year, uh, almost two years now, uh, that have been doing this, uh, the Law of One, every Friday night. Uh, so you can go and find Muffy Moose on uh, YouTube, and you can watch these independently like I do when I'm playing these. You can watch them and go ahead of me if you wanted to or start all the way over again without having to actually go back and listen to my show. Uh, if you don't need the, you know, me interpreting or, or answering questions for you in the chat, you can do that. But then if, if, if you uh, like this um, interface that I have when I'm live, then, you know, by all means, you know, Hop in while we're live. All right, so I'm going to go full screen over here so that you guys can see that on your devices. I am watching the chat. I will pay attention to that. Uh, since I'm not having to be on camera, I don't have to pay attention to what's going on on camera. I can just watch the show and look down at the chat. So I'll be able to answer more of your questions. And I will pause uh, to answer your questions uh, as we go. And So feel free. Please share this out. I'll do the same once we, once we get started here. I'm going to share it out. And, and anybody who comes in, please share it out. Um, we can get as many people listening to this that we, you know, that we would have more than two or three of us. Uh, that's, you know, if I get two of you, uh, then it's a bonus. So, the, you know, the way we look at this uh, when doing this kind of work is if I can get one person uh, that listens to this, then I've done my job. That's including what Ra said in the beginning. They said if we can get one person uh, the knowledge, then we've done our job. So it's a bonus that, you know, I get hundreds and thousands of people. And there's other people out there that do the law of one, but I haven't found anyone that has continued 
to talk about it like I have going all the way through. It looks like they do a few videos and they stop. I think there's one guy who's a doctor. I'll have to check his channel to see if he's continued because I saw he had 15 or 20 of them. You know, I'm on session 85.15 or, yeah, 0.14. Um, so there's literally 85 shows <laughs> minimum because some we've had to go through two shows to get through one session. Sometimes three shows to get through one session. So there is a minimum of 85 episodes that I have filmed, right? Or I should say we, because Omar was uh, co-hosting for a long period. He pops in and out. Sometimes he just comes into the chat, but other times he comes on when they're, when we're talking about really good juicy things that he really, really uh, likes. He says, I got to, I got to come back on. You know, we're talking about some really good, cool stuff. Okay. So let me go ahead over here. We'll go into full screen and we'll start. Uh, and like I said, this, uh, this videos that I'm playing is LL research approved videos. Okay. So it is their actual books put to a computer program and then filmed speaking. Uh, so they have approved of this, and I know this because I researched and they I think they even say that on their site here. But I have researched it and made sure that it was. And, anyway, and it is. You can also go to lawofone.info, L-A-W-O-F-O-N-E dot I-N-F-O. If you do that, that's the actual transcripts from the channeling sessions that they put to, to you know to text there for you to read. And they also have a little blue arrow button. Uh, that you can press, and that actually will play the actual audio recording of the session where you can hear uh, Dawn asking the questions, or Dawn, I said Dawn like it was a female, Dawn asking the questions and Carla answering as raw, uh, but it, they talk very, very slowly. It will take you 45 minutes to get through a session easily, uh, and there's no explanation, and it's, it's very monotonous. Because the the uh, raw speaks like one word every four or five seconds, so and whispering is mostly how she's talking. So, uh, but it is fascinating if you want to actually. If you're a nerd like me, I didn't listen to the entire hundred and six sessions that way, but I have listened to quite a few sessions uh, just to get a feel for what Don went through, what all of them went through between 1981 and 1984 with all of this. Uh, you know, a session. Sometimes at least one session every, uh, you know, almost every day at some points. And then uh, sporadically as time went on, things started getting a little bit harder. And so they weren't doing it every single day. Um, but still, it's crazy. Okay, let's go ahead and start over here. Question 85.14. Questioner. I am interested in the problem that we sometimes have with the transmission since the word others was used three times in this transmission rather than the word self. Could you give me an idea of this problem which could create a discrepancy in communication? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, we may note the clumsiness of language and our unfamiliarity with it in our native, shall we say, experience. Secondly, we may point out that once we have miscalled or misnumbered an event or thing, the reference is quite likely to be reused for some transmission time, as you call this measurement, due to our original error having gone undetected by ourselves. Question 85.15 Questioner, thank you. Do you have use of all the words in the English language and, for that matter, all of the words in all of the languages that are spoken on this planet at this time? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 85.16.
Questioner, I have a question here from, name. It states, as we see compassion developing in ourselves is it more appropriate to balance this compassion with wisdom or to allow the compassion to develop as much as possible without being balanced? Answer, I am Ra. This query borders upon that type of question to which answers are unavailable due to the free will prohibitions upon information from teach learners. To the student of the balancing process we may suggest that the most stringent honesty be applied. As compassion is perceived it is suggested that, in balancing, this perception be analyzed. It may take many, many essays into compassion before true universal love is the product of the attempted opening and crystallization of this all-important springboard energy center. Thus the student may discover many other components to what may seem to be all-embracing love. Each of these components may be balanced and accepted as part of the self and as transitional material as the entity's seat of learned teaching moves ever more clearly into the green ray. When it is perceived that universal love has been achieved the next balancing may or may not be wisdom. If the adept is balancing manifestations it is indeed appropriate to balance universal love and wisdom. If the balancing is of mind or spirit there are many subtleties to which the adept may give careful consideration. Love and wisdom, like love and light, are not black and white, shall we say, but faces of the same coin if you will. Therefore, it is not, in all cases, that balancing consists of a movement from compassion to wisdom. We may suggest at all times the constant remembrance of the density from which each adept desires to move. This density learns the lessons of love. In the case of wanderers there are half-forgotten overlays of other lessons and other densities. We shall leave these considerations with the questioner and invite observations which we shall then be the most happy to respond to in what may seem to be a more effectual manner. Question 85.17 Questioner, what changes of functions of the mind, body, spirits were most effective in producing the evolution desired due to the veiling process? Answer, I am Ra. We are having difficulty retaining clear channel through this instrument. It is a safe margin of transferred energy but is experiencing pain flares. May we ask that you repeat the query as we have better channel now? Question 85.18 Questioner, after the veiling process certain veiled functions or activities must have been paramount in creating evolution in the desired polarized directions. I was just wondering which of these had the greatest effect on polarization? Answer, I am Ra. The most effectual veiling was that of the mind. Question 85.19 Questioner, I would like to carry that on to find out what specific functions of the mind that were most effectual and the three or four most effective changes brought about to create the polarization. Answer, I am Ra. This is an interesting query. The primary veiling was of such significance that it may be seen to be analogous to the mantling of the earth over all the jewels within the earth's crust, whereas previously all facets of the Creator were consciously known. After the veiling, almost no facets of the Creator were known to the mind. Almost all was buried beneath the veil. If one were to attempt to list those functions of mind most significant in that they might be obeyed in polarization, one would need to begin with the faculty of visioning, envisioning, or far-seeing. Without the veil the mind was not caught in your illusory time. With the veil space-time is the only obvious possibility for experience. Also upon the list of significant veiled functions of the mind would be that of dreaming. 
The so-called dreaming contains a great deal which, if made available to the conscious mind and used, shall aid it in polarization to a great extent. The third function of the mind which is significant and which has been veiled is that of the knowing of the body. The knowledge of and control over the body, having been lost to a great extent in the veiling process, is thusly lost from the experience of the seeker. Its knowledge before the veiling is of small use. Its knowledge after the veiling, and in the face of what is now a dense illusion of separation of body complex from mind complex, is quite significant. Perhaps the most important and significant function that occurred due to the veiling of the mind from itself is not in itself a function of mind but rather is a product of the potential created by this veiling. This is the faculty of will or pure desire. We may ask for brief queries at this time. Although there is energy remaining for this working, we are reluctant to continue this contact, experiencing continual variations due to pain flares as you call this distortion. Although we are unaware of any misgiven material we are aware that there have been several points during which our channel was less than optimal. This instrument is most faithful but we do not wish to misuse this instrument. Please query as you will. Welcome Danny. And I, I agree with Julie. Julie says in the chat, I sure hope that John John is still with us. And I typed in there, I agree. All right, actually I typed in there, me too. Okay, so you can see that the, there's still ongoing opposition, right, working on Carla to try and stop her from channeling Raw, right? So so she, what happens is, and he's explaining in here that she's experiencing, you know, what we perceive as pain, and that's interrupting the signal, and he had already explained that they, I always say he is a generic, but it's they, because it's a hive mind complex. They said before that, in the fourth dimension or the fourth density, there's an assassin who is occupying the same space that Carla in this 3D reality is occupying and crossing over and using psychic abilities to psychically attack her. And anything that can be exploited, they use to try and kill her or disrupt the signal. Right now, I had actually have had this happen to me a couple of times to where they tried to kill me and I was unaware that that was what was happening. I just thought something was happening, you know, like my I had a hernia and it decided to strangulate. And um, the doctor said that, you know, by the time I got there and, and he opened me up that uh, he thought for sure he was going to have to cut out a whole bunch of my intestines because they were they were just, you know, ugly looking purple. And he untwisted them and they just started working and everything turned back to gray. And he actually said he pumped his fist and went, yes, in the operating room. I don't remember that because at that time I was, in fact, unconscious. However, that's what he told me afterwards. Uh, but at the time when I was about to go out, I think I told the story before I have uh, a psychic that I was no, all of a sudden appeared standing next to me in the operating room and said, you're under attack. They're trying to murder you, trying to kill you. So I'm here and I've brought backup and we're here to defend you and keep them from killing you. I thought it was the anesthesia that I was hallucinating and I kind of giggled and then went under. Well, then when I'm in, after I'm out of recovery and I'm back in my room, my cell phone rings and it was in fact her. 
And she says, how are you doing? And I said, I just went through surgery. She goes, I know that. She says, do you remember seeing me in the operating room? And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And it wasn't a dream. That conversation really happened. And she was very proud of herself, as a matter of fact, for that. <laughs> right? So uh, there was an assassin trying to kill me. Right? Because of the work that I'm doing, they were trying to shut me up. And they tried that one other time uh, five, six, six years ago now, six or seven years ago now. Um, they've tried it a few times. I almost had my, I almost lost my legs at the knees, both of them, at the exact same time. I had gotten injured. Um, I had, I was, I had a tree that was chopped up, and I was taking it to the landfill. And one of the uh, big chunks of, of, of the trunk rolled down when I was pulling the the branches. It rolled down the uh, and, and rolled up my legs and and cut my legs up horribly on the on the front and I was at the landfill where there's just nasty smells and and germs and everything and apparently that got into my system and my body went crazy and it was trying to fight off whatever there was this crazy flesh-eating bacteria that was mor morphing uh, and, or, and, and dissolving my skin and, and moving around my legs and um, then my legs swelled up and got really hot and red, and there was all kinds of poison in my system. And the doctor said, I have no idea why you're not dead. The amount of poison that you have in your legs should already be in your system, in your veins, and it should have killed you. So they gave me, the, they had to make a cocktail of antibiotics, and they drew lines on both of my legs just below the knees, and they said, tomorrow... If this red is past those lines or is not down below those lines, we're going to have to start talking about saving your life. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, we're going to cut your legs off at the knees, just below the knee line. And I was like, what? wait a minute, what? No way. Okay, well, that didn't happen. And it took 30-some-odd days later on antibiotics before I had no more bacteria in my body. And I've been fighting to keep my legs ever since. The, I have horrible nerve damage uh, in my legs and in my feet because of it, because it was so deep uh, in everything that was not bone or, or blood vessels. Okay? The, the muscle tissue, the, the skin, every part of my legs, I'm trying to rehabilitate. And I have to put steroid cream on my legs now, and, they, and my legs are not exactly um, normal-formed. Um, they're discolored hideously. The skin is mostly scar tissue, and what's not scar tissue is purple. Um, but it's but it, I still have them. Then after that, I had a, a cyst, two cysts in my armpit from just putting on deodorant, uh, and that that went crazy. My body went crazy, and I had a staph infection that swelled up to the size of a football in my right armpit. They had to give me a, a cocktail again of. Uh, of the strongest antibiotics known to the human race, and they had a, they gave me a five percent chance of making it to the operating table and a two percent chance of making it off of the operating table, and then a three percent chance of not dying after the operation. And I made it through that. In fact, five days later, I drove from Arizona to California. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of that. I was on a lot of good drugs, but I did. Okay. So they tried to murder me three times since 2012. And I didn't think that any of those were anything other than just happenstance until I had several independent psychics tell me that. 
so that so what happens when you're doing what we do you get a lot of opposition and you really and and sometimes they will try to kill you but they try to make it look like it's just the normal something weird happens and well he had an autoimmune deficiency because he had some crazy thing that we were unaware of and we don't you know like one in a trillion people get it and that woman or that guy had it and then it flared up and they died that's the kind of stuff that they try to 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 do like the american government when they want to kill you off that you just get cancer and die every person that they assassinate dies from cancer anybody that they're done working for them in a secret capacity they get cancer and die right the russians feed you a nuclear isotope in some water right or they spray you in the face like the the uh, koreans do with a nuclear isotope right and then you die Right. That's, so everybody has their modes, their modus operandi, their their mode of operating to murder you. So that's what these people do that are um, working for the Orion um, Confederation or the the Orion, where they call themselves the Orion Crusaders. That's the evil people that came from Orion. Right. I know, Danny. Right. Uh, so yeah, thank you. I might need that. Um, I'm I'm protected now, so it's a little more difficult. Uh, for them. Actually, I guess I was protected then because I didn't die or lose any of my body parts. I just was unaware of it. Um, but I'm not afraid of them at all, and I and I try to empower everyone. This is the whole point of my ramblings here today right now, is that, and I and I have, I have guided many people in this way. In fact, I have two videos that I put out that were entitled Defense, you know, Def- Defense Against the Dark Arts 1 and 2, just like at Hogwarts. Only mine actually tells you what you actually need to know. And the first thing that you need to know is that you are in charge. We, who are life and alive, we control the matrix. This is what they know and that they've been hiding from the population and still are trying to hide from the population forever. That's why we're in the pickle that we're in, because they took this knowledge away from you. The knowledge that we control the matrix we control the narrative of what is reality in this space that we occupy so they've taken that away from everyone and they're trying to convince everyone against their will that you were created by an alien race as a slave labor race if enough people on this planet believe that it will come to be then the orion crusaders show up and claim their status as as our creator gods and then they imprison us that's what they're trying to do here but there's too many people always that are fighting against them so they can't do that because the balance the way that the universe works but if they can get everybody convinced by proxy then they can take over here that's what this entire thing is about your life everything that's going on in front of your eyes on the news in the movies, on television, is that dichotomy, that battle between good and evil. Okay? There are two kinds of people on this planet. Those people who like people and they service other people because they're nice and good. And then there's narcissists. Narcissistic people are evil. You you can't be a narcissistic person and be good. You think you can. But the truth is, you're about yourself. So you're either in service to others or you're in service to self. 
You choose which of the two and to what degree. That's what your choice, that's what you're here to do, is to learn what it means to be either a good soul or a bad soul and to make that choice. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that you have to learn as well, right? Love, you know, all of that other stuff. Knowledge, hatred, you know, and loss, everything that we experience is part of the experience, part of what we're supposed to do, okay? So you need to know that there is no evil force that is stronger than you personally. They know that too. That's why they have to censor you or they have to try and come and kill you to shut you up because they know you have free will and that you can say whatever you want to say. So they censor us. They've taken control of the narrative and then they go, no, delete. That's the only way that they can shut us up now. Do you see? Now, why would you want to do that and have control over other people and delete them? Because you're afraid of what they're going to say. You're afraid that people are going to listen to them and hear them. So there's a reason that they fear this person or these peoples or this ideology. Because they don't want people knowing what you have to say. That's what's going on right here with Raw and with Carla. Do you understand? And it happens all the time. It's happening in constantly throughout all 106 sessions. They're trying to interrupt, disrupt, and or kill any one of the three people involved in the channeling. That's literally, you'll, you'll hear them talk about that almost every single session. And that's why I wanted to bring that up because if you caught this and this is your first session, I wanted you to understand the weight of what he was saying there, even though he was nonchalant. They were nonchalant in their conversation because we're 85 sessions in. So the weight sometimes Don is not, you know, he, he, he doesn't express that uh, sometimes. But you will hear them always ask at the beginning and in the end of every session if there's anything that they can do to make the, the uh, person more comfortable or the, or the uh, communication better. Okay, so they're always discussing it. And that gets kind of redundant and boring for some people, but I'm a nerd. Redundancy is, if you're a scientist, redundancy is what you're about. Unfortunately, that's just what we have to do. Okay, let's continue. Question 85.20. Questioner, I will just ask in closing, is an individualized portion or entity of Ra inhabiting the instrument's body for the purpose of communication? Then, is there anything that we could do to improve the contact or to make the instrument more comfortable? Answer, I am Ra. We have Ra communicate through narrow band channel through the violet ray energy center. We are not, as you would say, physically indwelling in this instrument, rather, the mind, body, spirit complex of this instrument rests with us. You are diligent and conscientious. The alignments are excellent. We leave you rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Go forth, then, my friends, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the infinite love and the ineffable light of the one creator. I am Ra. Adonai. Okay, so we will continue on to session 80. I think it's going to go straight to 86 now. For those of you who are listening on the MP3 file, you wouldn't know that because you can't see that on your screen. So that was April. 1982, pardon me while I'm, I'm having breathing issues here with my left nostril. <laughs> okay, so the next video is uh, session 86. This took place uh, May 4th, 19. I am Ra. 
I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Question 86.1 Questioner, would you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. The instrument's distortion towards physical energy complex deficit has slightly increased since the last asking. The vital energy levels have had significant calls upon them and are somewhat less than the last asking also. Question 86.2 Questioner, what was the nature of the significant calls upon the vital energy? Answer, I am Ra. There are those entities which entertain the thought distortion towards this entity that it shall remove for the other selves all distortions for the other self. This entity has recently been in close contact with a larger than normal number of entities with these thought complex distortions. This entity is of the distortion to provide whatever service is possible and is not consciously aware of the inroads made upon the vital energies. Question 86.3 Questioner Am I correct in assuming that you are speaking of incarnate third density entities that were creating the condition of the use of the vital energy? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. Question 86.4 Questioner, what is the present situation with our fifth density service to self-polarized companion? Answer. See there, he's referring to what I was talking about there. there so I'm sorry, I thought it was in the fourth, it's in the fifth, so the, the assassin's in the fifth density not fourth right so that's that's always how he refers to this don don asking and that's carla's husband by the way um and he's a physicist nuclear physicist um but he this, he always refers to you know what he, he asked this question almost uh, exclusively what is the what is the the present situation of our fifth density self uh self-serving polarized uh, companion that's you know here he puts service to self uh, but that's actually what he always says, and then Ra gives him an update. Or, yeah, Ra gives him an update. So here we go. Say, I am Ra. The period which you may call crisis remains. Question 86.5. Questioner, can you tell me anything of the nature of this crisis? Answer, I am Ra. The polarity of your companion is approaching the critical point at which the entity shall choose either to retreat for the nonce and leave any greetings to fourth density minions or lose polarity. The only other potential is that in some way this group might lose polarity in which case your companion could continue its former greeting. Question 86.6 Questioner, in the last session you had mentioned the properties precipitating from the veiling of the mind, the first being envisioning or far-seeing. Would you explain the meaning of that? Answer, I am Ra. Your language is not overstrewn with non-emotional terms for the functional qualities of what is now termed unconscious mind. The nature of mind is something which we have requested that you ponder. However, it is, shall we say, clear enough to the casual observer that we may share some thoughts with you without infringing upon your free learned teaching experiences. The nature of the unconscious is of the nature of concept rather than word. Consequently, before the veiling the use of the deeper mind was that of the use of unspoken concept. You may consider the emotive and connotative aspects of a melody. One could call out, in some stylized fashion, the terms for the notes of the melody. One could say, quarter note A, quarter note A, quarter note A, whole note F. This bears little resemblance to the beginning of the melody of one of your composer's most influential melodies, that known to you as a symbol of victory. This is the nature of the deeper mind. They are only stylized methods with which to discuss its functions. 
Thusly our descriptions of this portion of the mind, as well as the same portions of body and spirit were given terms such as, far-seeing, indicating that the nature of penetration of the veiled portion of the mind may be likened unto the journey too rich and exotic to contemplate adequate describing thereof. Question 86.7 Question So that was a mouthful, right? But, I mean, it, it is true what he was what he was referring to there is is again that everything is harmonics everything is a resonance everything is a vibration right so everything therefore is a tone which is music do you understand we vibrate and we give off a tone each one of us individually have our individual tone right and we 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 find that those of us who uh, if if you're into uh, other than you know um, Judeo-Christian uh, religions, if you if you've uh, experienced or or delved into any of the other religions on the planet that are older than those religions, uh, you will find that the, the sometimes that is involved in that. Like the chakras are to the Far East when they're not really in the Christian, not taught in the in the Christian Bibles or taught in the Hebrew Bibles or the Muslim Bibles. They don't deal with chakras and the balancing, yet we understand now that it does have something to do with that. So people over here in the West are starting to adapt that. Uh, and there's many other things. Okay, so using your voice and the harmonics of your voice uh, coming from a Celtic background um, as a, you know, as a, with a Druidic uh, Wiccan background, which they would call, you know, pagan. Um, you know, we we have what's called a bard, and then there's also um, uh, what we call the Sufis, which is not the same word, even though it's the same word, it doesn't have the exact same meaning as it does in the East, but it has somewhat the base root is from the same uh, place. So the bards to the Celts were people who could use their voice and in their singing work magic, manifest things into being and that's where the falsetto comes from people don't realize that that's where the falsetto comes from and the infli the infliction or affliction of the falsetto and bards use that purposefully like i'm using my words now do you understand and when they sing the song not only the melody of the song and the harmonics of the song resonate at a certain frequency, but then their falsetto resonates at a certain set frequencies as to create another effect upon your reality or the reality around them at the time and to an end. And always to a positive end because bards are in fact not evil. Because you can't do that properly and be evil. Because you have to actually use your heart. You have to use love to become a bard and sing like that. And there are still bards around. There's uh, bands that actually do that. There's one in particular that sings the bard song. That's the title of the song. You can look that up. And they're a speed metal band. Right? I, I like them. They're a great band. In any case. So what he's referring there to is that workings and this is the stuff that if, if I hadn't stopped right here to explain this portion 
right? He said, then let's, I'm not, I haven't even dove into where he's talking about the subconscious yet and the far seeing, right? I'm just talking about the influential melodies, right? And so let me go back to the line here that he says, right? He says, uh, he, you know, he's talking about this. This bears little resemblance to the beginning of a melody of one of your uh, composer's most influential, why am I having a problem with that word today? Influential melodies. And that was where he was talking about, right, Uh, uh, quarter note A, quarter note A, quarter note A, whole note F, right? So that was done on purpose to show you how the, the word... Quarter note A, quarter note A, quarter note A, whole note F doesn't, when you say that, it's not the same as the actual tone that you're saying to make. So he's he's showing that to try and describe what he's talking about in words to, to, sim, to symbolize the nature of the mind is folly at best because you can't describe any better than far seeing as a platform than you could actual what that entails with words because it's almost impossible to do because it's a sound or a vibration or an experience. Do you understand? So we all, and there's a reason why I went through all of that, because we all want someone to do what I'm doing now to orate everything so that you have a picture in your mind. Now being a writer and of being of Irish descent, because Irish people for some reason we're storytellers, so we always go on longer than anybody wants us to. And then people laugh about it, but yet they still come to listen to our stories. I had a guy tell me one time I was telling the story of uh, this television show of a movie and he went and watched the movie and he came back to me and said, I was disappointed. And I said, why? He said, your telling of the story was better than the actual movie. (laughs) I said, well, I am Irish and we do have, you know, we do kind of have the, you know, the panache, right. To, to, to take a story and make it better than it is. He was like, I liked your version better. I wish they would have filmed the way you told it. You see, so that's kind of what, that's the bard in me. Now, it's not something that you can be taught. Well, it is, but it's really hard. You have to naturally have an affinity towards it. It's kind of like when, you know, like with the Force in in the movies. I always, you know, you guys always hear me referring to uh, the Jedi way because I am a Jedi Knight, (laughs) right? I am actually a Jedi Knight listed in the Jedi College in, uh, down there, down under. Um, The first Jedi College. So because the, because the philosophical ideology of that is very similar to the, all, all the old ways, right? And when I say the old ways, uh, and, uh, that is referring to all of the religions that were here prior to the current big three. And the big three being, um, you know, the Judaism, uh, Christianity, and uh, Muslim. Uh, because like Hinduism, the, the Hindu religion is far, thousands of years older. So is, is Buddhism. Taoism, Zen, <clears throat> right? So, so is the, uh, you know, the Druidic uh, uh, religions that became the Druid way and the in the in the uh, uh, Wiccan way, the and uh, the Viking religion uh, that they call Bohemian these days. Those religions are thousands of years older than Christianity, 
thousands of years older than than the uh, Old Testament Hebrew ways. Not saying that those are wrong, because none of them are. We've had I've done panel talks about this. I'm going to do another one. Uh, panel talks about all of these religions uh, because we have now realized that if you take all of the religions of this planet and you toss out all of the semantics, all of the all of the things that they're fighting over, right? Like, what is the name of the one? It's easier just to say the one, and you can insert whatever name you like and see fit, right? Because the truth is, it's your experience is more important than the name of the deity, right? So then you can be killed because you draw a picture of it in, in a couple of religions. You can be killed for saying that that name the wrong name in another religion do you understand those are forbidden but those are forbidden by men not by the one because the one will never say to you thou shalt not anything whatever insert whatever that you've ever heard that has been ever told in any religion where supposedly god says you do not do this Okay, that's that's all fabricated by humans to control you. Some of it is 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 commonsensical things, like the Ten Commandments. They're all commonsensical, right? Now the truth is, I would have bought that a little bit more readily. Let's get into that. If Moses had gone up there and came down the mountain the same day or within a, an hour, walked up and came back, I would have bought that the Ten Commandments weren't written by Moses. But most of you don't know that he was up there for a month. I could have chiseled Ten Commandments in a month. In fact, it would have taken me a day to think them up, if that. Right? What are the most important things? You sit there and think about it. Well, we don't want to be murdering anybody. Thou shalt not kill. We don't like people stealing our wives and having sex with everybody willy-nilly. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Oh, yeah, and don't tell a lie. Don't be gluttonous. You see, see what I'm saying? Those, those are nonsensical things that everyone should instinctively already know not to do, right? But because you have total free will here, you know, if, if no one teaches you or tells you, then you instinctively kind of figure things out because you have a conscience. But then, unfortunately, you also have an ego. The ego is that which is going to give you the temptation. Your conscious or your, your conscience, not your consciousness, or conscious, your conscience is the little angel on your right shoulder that says, wait a minute, that's not right. I don't, I don't think that's right. We shouldn't do that. Okay? So that's why we have to have people tell you what laws are, and we have to have laws that we all agree on. And they're different in every country because the, the cultures are different everywhere. It, when, but when in Rome, you know, you, you have to kind of abide by that just because it's not... not Illegal in your country to do that. You shouldn't go to another country and go, well, that should be that way, and I shouldn't have to abide by your laws. Well, you're in our country, so you have to abide by those. People get caught all the time for doing stupid things like, it's legal to smoke pot in California, and you go to Texas, and it's a felony. <laughs> you can go to jail for the rest of your life for doing for smoking a joint in public. In California, you could get stoned, and, and you know they just don't want to see you drive afterwards. Right. That's what, how they're trying to classify it so they don't have people, you know, well, you can't smoke uh, dope and drive at the same time. I've done it. I don't really recommend it unless you actually are, are used to being high uh, because it is an impairment. Uh, but it's not it's not the same as alcohol. Alcohol is more of an impairment because I've done that, too. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> you don't usually black out from smoking dope. But then again, these days, the dope's pretty strong. So I guess it's possible that you could smoke some pot and black out. I've never done that, but I have, I have been paralyzed by a smoking pot to the point where I sat there going, ha, 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 like an oh, episode of Beavis and Butthead. Okay, so, so the whole point of this rant well, it is that our minds are, are as complex as they are. They are so complex that we really can never truly understand or articulate to you exactly what's going on that function of our mind because like everything else on this in this universe once you look at a thing you change that thing those of you who are nuclear physicists you know exactly what i'm talking about okay so to track our mind is to change the mind to see the mind is to change the mind now i can explain that really quickly when when they're when people are trying to look at say light for instance you're trying to track the molecules of light to see how it functions. You, by illuminating that light molecule, change the direction of the energy of that light molecule because you're using the same thing. So, you, so if you're taking a snapshot of the molecule as you're sending it downrange, you're going to change the tra- trajectory of that by looking at it at that spot. If you look at it at a different spot along its track, you're going to change it a different way at that spot. Okay, so if you send a particle downrange and you don't track it anywhere in between, it's going to go downrange, it's going to hit where it does, and you can do that over and over and over. But the second you put an obstacle in front of that, it changes its trajectory. Light works that way because they they don't understand that the entire universe is fluid. Some of us understand that. Even light is fluid because it's a harmonic resonance. They see things as a solid as a solid. A solid is not a solid. A solid is many, many particles vibrating together and vibrating so fast that they create a boundary. But on a subatomic level, now where are you going with this, Leo? On a subatomic level, you could put your hand right through that mass as it vibrates if you're vibrating at the same speed as that our minds and our spirits operate the same way this is Ra's whole thing for this little teeny paragraph that I just you know talked a long time about because there's a lesson in here that is what I'm trying to point out to you that our minds are so complex that the only way and this is what he says here at the end right the nature and and penetration of the veiled portion of the mind may be linked unto the journey to rich and exotic right to contemplate adequate describing thereof do you understand that so everything that i just said is basically he's he was saying and and then everything that i was getting around was that our minds are so complicated, our souls are so complicated, and there's so many layers and levels that you could not describe adequately the depth of your own mind or your own soul because of the many, 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 many layers that are 
absolutely 100% unique to you, the individual. Even though we're all almost the same, we're all completely different on every single level because your perception of this reality is completely yours from your perspective, even though you and I are in the same reality, even though you and I have the same physiology, we might even have DNA that's similar to one another because who knows, we might be related or something. But we still, our perception, our creation of what we are as individuals is individual 100%. So trying to describe what goes on beyond that veil is folly because I'm only going to be able to describe to you what it's like to be in my head. Not what it's like to be in your head. It's Everything's individual. And the reason that he's saying this here is this, uh, again, goes back to, this is why I, I wanted to do these shows because so many people would just pass over what I said right there and go, yeah, see, that was kind of cool, right? That was kind of deep. And they would just move on or just to skip it and let you think about that. Your entire experience is summed up in that. Your entire life is summed up in that. So when you question, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing in life? You're doing it. Do you see? That's why we tell people you need to be more present in the here and now. Because what you're doing is being alive and living. You're living, you're learning, you're experiencing. People go, I don't know why I'm here. What well, You're here to do what you're doing. Well, what's that? I'm, you're learning. I'm not learning anything. You just learned something just now. You just learned. You, you just literally said, I'm not learning anything. That means that you learned that you're not learning anything. So you perceive that you're not learning anything. You just learned that. You experienced that. Well, it doesn't mean anything because I still don't know anything. That's all right. You don't know anything because you're not asking anything. What you're asking is, why am I here? I just told you why you're here. We're all here for the same exact reason. We are here to experience this. What this <clears throat> is, you can only describe your version of it. So what am I here to exist? I'm here to, or what am I here to do? I'm here to experience what I can, how I can, and that is going to be 100% different than how you can and what you can. In the end, if we both died at the exact same time of the exact same thing, we would have completely different experiences. And our entire total experiences from the moment we were starting to record, whenever that is, at conception or when your brain is developed, I don't know. I think it's all of that. I think it's. I think we're recording constantly because we have a higher self. We have an immortal spirit. So even when you're in, the, you know, when there's a body there, when do you enter that body? We don't know. I don't know because I don't remember. Right? I do. Some people remember being in the womb. Okay. Some people have that kind of memory. I don't have that kind of memory. I wish I had eidetic memory. I don't. I have total recall, which is kind of annoying to people as it is. Thank you, Danny. Danny said, your explanation is very good and clear. Thank you. I try to articulate that because I understand what, how Raw is speaking and how hard that is for some people uh, who, who don't 
understand what he's trying to get in. He's saying in metaphors, there's so many metaphors that's so complex that it goes past most people. That's the truth of it. That's why. But but some people come in here, like the Oracle was here a few times, and she's like, this is kind of basic, isn't it? I'm like, well, for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Danny said, this is why I tune into Orion Rising to learn more. Thank you. This is why I'm here. This is what I do. This is literally what I do. I am a guide, and my job is I came here to do this. I came here to guide people to help them understand what's happening to them here and why. To understand, to re-remember what it is that you're here for. Because the powers that should not be have taken that from you thousands of years ago, and nobody from here was graduating like they're supposed to. Okay? So a call went out by everyone who was on this planet with your immortal souls, those of you who are indigenous here. I am not. I was born here this lifetime and many, many lifetimes. But I didn't, I didn't graduate through this earth when I was in the third density, when I was in the third dimension. I was somewhere else. But I came to here, to this place, to aid this place and the people here. And by doing so, I, I have to become stuck here with you. All wanderers have sacrificed their lives to do exactly what I'm doing. And there's billions of us now here. That's why in 1984, this is 1982, when they did this session, there was only three, uh, three trillion people on the planet. Now there's almost nine trillion. Just in 40 years, our population went from three trillion to almost nine trillion. That's the biggest jump since the human race started on this planet in population in a 40-year time period. That's because a couple billion are wanderers. That's why their death rolls are what you're seeing happening on television. They're desperate to get back control of what they're losing control of. Desperate. They're willing to blow the planet up if they could and kill everyone on it. They were trying. They've tried. Back in the 90s, they tried to nuke the entire planet. But they didn't realize that the coalitions, there's a couple of them, that are here that have this place in lockdown, the solar system in lockdown, interfered. Stopped them. They tried to do it just a couple of years ago. Was that last year or the year before? When uh, it was, you know, during Donald Trump's reign, because he was over, you know, trying to negotiate with the, the North Koreans. So it was probably his first. It might have been 2016 or 2017. It was 2016 or 2017, uh, if you remember. And then there was that poor guy sounded the alarm in Hawaii because he said there was an incoming nuclear missile. And then there wasn't one. So they fired him and he was the laughing stock. OK, there was really one coming in. It was fired from uh, from a submarine owned by the cabal. So it was deep state U.S. United States. And they were off the coast of Korea, and they fired a nuclear missile at Hawaii. They were literally going to nuke Hawaii to start a war between America and North Korea. And the coalition, you know, a, a spaceship shot it out of the sky and rendered it inert, and it fell into the ocean. So they turned around, they fired a nuclear weapon at Japan. Same thing happened, and then the, then the coalition went after them. So they split underwater and, and took off. And they chased them away, and they and they they you know ceased and desisted that little operation. Then they turned around and tried to get us into a war with Iran. Do you understand? They were pushing that on the planet and off world, pushing that 
trying to get Donald Trump into a, a, some sort of nuclear war or any kind of war that would kill a lot of people on the planet. That didn't work, so they rolled out the, pan, the pandemic. Okay? So they rolled out the pandemic, and just when everybody was starting to get over it and they knew that, all of a sudden, oh, wait, look, here's a, here's a mutation. And it's more infectious than the last one, but that's not more deadly. And now they're, they're going, wait, there might even be another mutation. So the whole thing didn't mutate, which is very uncommon, by the way, for a, for a virus to not mutate for 10 months and then mutate and then mutate again uh, less than a month later. Very uncommon that it went that long without mutating, first of all. And very, very uncommon that once it mutated, it mutated again within 30 days. Okay? So what was the cause for that secondary mutation? Mutations happen when uh, see, it mutated early, but they didn't call it that. Because in the beginning they were saying it was very deadly, and then all of a sudden it, it, it was not so deadly anymore. Viruses don't want to kill the host. They want to survive. So instinctively the virus will dumb itself down if it's killing the host because it wants to live and spread. Its instinct drives it to do that. It doesn't have a mind that thinks, but it has instincts that it wants to survive. So it goes to wherever the cold climate is. Uh, it finds its way to where it can flourish the most. So it just travels around the world, being you know people infecting people all uh, all the way around the world all the time. Once it gets to a temperate zone where it can flourish, that's where it tries to, to camp. Then when the the seasons change, it'll go to another area. So well, as the world is turning, you know it's winter time here now in the northern hemisphere. So that's where it is primarily. As soon as we start going into spring, it will move to the southern hemisphere because it starts going into winter time for the southern hemisphere. So it will then migrate there, and you'll hear them having a big, huge surge down in South Africa and Australia again, just like we tracked it when we were in summer. They were having all the problems down there. Okay? So, so right now they're not having as much of a problem and as much people, uh, you know, Australia had, you know, uh, like 30 days of no new cases. Well, it's the middle of summer for them, right? We're in the middle of winter. It's the middle of summer. So it'll change, and it'll, it'll reverse. That is just the migration pattern of all viruses always on the planet, okay? And so the, that, the way that works is <laughs> similar to the way everything works. Everything, you have to understand that everything operates under the guise of 3, 6, and 9, as above, so below. Okay, everything operates under the golden mean ratio. Okay, the golden mean ratio is literally the three and six in that equation. It is the arc of the spiral. The reason that everything in, in all of history was, if you, especially if you look at the Celts, mostly everywhere, though, you see the spiral that they drew on all the rocks. It's a spiral, right? It's a spiral. Everyone's like, oh, it must have been a snake. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a snake. No, no. They understood even then, the spiraling of, of the, the three note, which is us, the human race. And the nine, or the six, is nature. All of that has to do with everything. That's why if you look at my show when it first starts, those of you who can see the MP4 uh, version of it, you see that I show you everything in nature that has that spiral to it. And that is everything. That is in everything. That is the as above, so below. That rules, the, that is the one constant in the universe that rules everything, and it is the reason scientists 
will never figure out the universe properly, ever. Because they don't believe in anything other than uh, what they can see, touch, and taste, and smell. They think that that's the only way that you tangibly prove anything. Therefore, there can't be any kind of paranormal effect. You can't have a god. You can't have anything like that. And you can't have any kind of magic ESP or anything. That's just your imagination. And we'll figure it out tangibly. That's why they've never solved any equation properly ever. And they never will. And that's why no one listens to them anymore. Truthfully. Because everything that they have right now is the same shit they had before. And the reason for that is they don't understand this paragraph that is, was just told to you by Ra. And I, show, and I point that out in other paragraphs as well, where they refer to the mystery that is behind the veil. All of your nuclear physicists and scientists around the world don't believe there is a veil. They don't believe there is anything. They believe when, they die, when you die, it's it, that's it, you're done, you're over. You cease, period. Most of them are not religious in any way. They're not spiritual in any way. The ones that are, who don't talk about it to the other ones, tend to figure shit out. If you look back in history at all things that have been created and invented, the person who did it was spiritual. A lot of the times when they were being honest, they would tell you that they were getting information from another source and they would point up. They would never say whether that was God or aliens or what, but they would say that they got that. Nikola Tesla said that. I've read, in fact, I have it posted on Ancient Aliens Worldwide, but it's way back in the archives. I read the, the actual interview where he said that to the guy. Werner von Braun said the same thing when he was being interviewed just prior to his departure from NASA. And he said, we had help. And they said, they asked from who? And he pointed towards the file cabinet and said, them. So obviously there was some information in that file cabinet that had to deal with who the them were. And the person said, when you say by them, are you talking extraterrestrials? And he said, yes. So some people, if they're honest, tell you that they're getting information from another source. And if they're acknowledging that there is another source, then they're acknowledging that there's other life in the universe besides humans. And if you're acknowledging that there is other life in the universe besides humans, it's not too much further from that to think, well, then if that's real, then this godlike figure might actually be real. And if that's the case, then everything that you've read throughout your entire life changes because once you set that equation there, there is some sort of thing, then you have to then be honest with yourself and say, well, if there is a deity figure, if there is a presence that is supposed to be the creation then everything I've heard my entire life that I've said, no, 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 none of that's real. None of that's real. Keep that away from I just need to know what I need to know. All of a sudden, everything you've ever heard that refers to the energies that have to do with the one, the creation, the creator, now have to come back into play and be put back in line everywhere that you as an academic took it out. 
before you can solve the problems. There again, how does that pertain to what we just talked about in this paragraph? That explains the exact same thing that he's saying in the paragraph. It is so complex that it is hard as hell to describe. And me just trying to describe that to you, you'll understand, but it still pales in comparison to the depth of what that means. Do you see? So that's why I always tell people, if you think I'm rambling, sometimes it, you, you, I just take a little bit longer to get where I'm at, but you will find that if you wait long enough, all of a sudden you'll become perfectly clear. You'll go, oh, wow, I totally get it. Because I have learned over the years the reason why people speak in metaphors. And what I just did literally was I just spent however much time we were just sitting here because I don't have a clock, this 20 minutes or so, saying the same thing over and over again in four different ways. Because some of you didn't get it the first time, some of you got it the first time, some of you got it the second time, and some of you got the first, the second, the third, and the fourth, and then went, oh, wow, he totally, all of that was, he was basically saying the same thing because it, I was showing you how all of that plays totally throughout the entire universe in every single thing because it does the rules of the universe that's the whole purpose of the law of one the, the rules of the universe are thus okay the rules of the universe and the reality that we are in is actually very basic and very simple once you understand three six and nine once you understand that we are in charge of the matrix because we are part of the creation in fact, we are part of the creator that created this, created it for us who are a part of the creator. Yes, Danny says, well, let me get my glasses back on my reading glasses here, Danny, so I can read this because I, I like what you're saying here and I want the MP3 file people to hear what you're saying. So Danny says <clears throat> the answer, they answer our questions if you're paying attention or not, I just feel answers they're sending me all the time. I stay quiet all the time. I don't want to be called crazy. Uh, exactly. Uh, is this making sense? Yes, that's exactly true. Okay. So, <clears throat> so your questions, once you start to question anything, just pondering in your own mind, once you start doing that about anything, then you're changing yourself and you're, and you're breaking the conditioning that has been subject to you or put on you. And, the, and so you're right, Danny. There's a, a lot of long time in my life. And even now I say things and, and my family members and friends are like, dude, you're just so full of conspiracy theories. And I was like, prove me wrong. If it's a conspiracy theory and you think it's wrong, prove it and I'll put you on my show and you can tear me up in public. I'll let you do it. Because if I'm wrong, I want to know I'm wrong so I can change my way of thinking and move on. Okay, so, so a lot of you'll find that once you start on the right track in your life, that people around you who aren't ready to hear any of that, you can't say those things to them because they'll think you're crazy, right? And you can't be mean and say, you're just asleep and don't know what's going on because then they'll think you're even more crazy. So you have to look at people with kid gloves. I do. I'm talking here because I don't care. If you don't like me, turn me off and go somewhere else so I don't have to deal with that. So this genre that I'm using, this, this platform that I'm using, 
is for people that are going to listen. <clears throat> the people who are going to listen are the ones that are already questioning. Do you see? That's why this ties back to when I said this is what I do, what I'm here for. I am the beacon, not just the or oh, the only one, but I am one of, there's millions of us, billions of wanderers. Everybody who has come to help is helping in their own way, whatever that they've chose to do. Some just have, have come just to be positive. I mean, a positive influence and just be a really, really cool person. And everyone goes, man, I really like being around that person. Every time I'm around that person, I have like all this really good energy afterwards. And it's not because you're a vampire and you stole their energy. They're giving it to you freely. Do you see? Some of us are just like that. Okay, so your knowledge, the questions that you get and the knowledge that you gain from the questions always in your life changes your perspective and that changes your life and you grow. Therefore, you vibrate at a higher level, and as you do that, you learn more. Then things start to open up to you from the universe itself. You start getting, you know, like some of us call downloads. Other people call it a memory bubble. Other people, you know, there's different versions of perception as to what they call that. But either way, that's what it is. You're getting a download of information that is thrown onto your hard drive, and you get to see it. The problem is that you don't always see it clearly right away. That's when people go, fuck, I think I'm going nuts, man. There's all this insane, crazy stuff rolling around in my head. Give it time, right? Give it time. And, and that's why, another reason why I'm here. I'm here to help you discern that, right? When that stuff's going on, people just like me, you will, you will find them or someone will say, you need to talk to so-and-so. You go talk to so-and-so and they always help you, right? I'm not going to give you the answer. That's not my job. Right. All right. Now I'm kind of giving you the answer while I'm talking about this stuff. But what I'm doing is I'm showing you the tools. OK, I'm showing you the tools that you have to use to figure it out. So when people come to me, they, what happens is we have a conversation and they're really talking to themselves more. And I'm just sort of keeping them steered. I'm steering them slightly back and forth here and there so that I know they're on the right track. They just need to be nudged down that road. Right. They're on the right track here. Let's push them back over here this way a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it becomes perfectly clear to them. They figure it all out, and they go, wow, thank you. I'm like, I didn't do anything. You did it. I just, I just pushed you and allowed you to stay on target when you were getting a little off target. That's all. And I sound like I'm getting off target when I do that and when I go on like I'm doing now. But there's a reason for it, right? So keep doing what you're doing, Danny, because uh, you know, even if you have to hide it from most people around you, that's okay because you're still making a difference, and as you wake up more you're you're just being alive here and as, and if you're being positive to yourself and true to yourself and you're enriching yourself and learning more knowledge just by you being that you're going to affect people around you in a way that you may not even realize is happening right you have to understand that you're a drop in the water of the, of, of the entire ocean but when that drop impacts the whole, what happens? Ripples, right? Always ripples when you, if, even if you join the entire ocean, your ripples continue to affect that ocean's vibration forever. As it goes out, all out, 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 until it reaches land and it bounces off land and it goes back, 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 and your vibration uh, uh, overlaps and and. and works into and with other people's vibrations. Do you see? All of that changes the course of the whole. So even if you don't think you're affecting people around you, just by being, you are affecting people around you. 
than if you're speaking or doing like I'm doing or writing or singing songs or making music or whatever it is that you're doing. If it's creative, you're affecting people. And if you're not doing any of that, just by literally talking to somebody and saying something nice is affecting people. So this is, you know, this is like uh, in the in the uh, Catholic religion, Opus Dei in real life. Because, you know, Dan Brown was probably, I don't know how he, he must have heard of Opus Dei and just the, the saying that he decided to use them as the secret cult that was going around trying to kill Jesus' uh, offspring. That's not what they do in real life. In real life, what they do is, is exactly what I'm doing just now. They show you how in every ordinary day life, when you go to work and you're driving down the road and you're just living your life, how you are making a difference to the whole and serving God at the same time. So people think, well, what can I do? You're doing it. What can I do to make a big difference? You are doing it. You just don't know the difference you're making. And then I tell people, go and watch the movie. The Old Guard. I hope they make that into another movie, and I hope they make it into a series. Okay? The Old Guard with um, uh, Charlize Theron, or Charlize Theron. Depends on how she says it, because she's from over there. She's from South Africa. So Charlize Theron, I believe is how it's said. Go and look at that movie, because they didn't understand what kind of difference, and she didn't especially, didn't understand what kind of difference they made, if any. And this guy was tracking them. And so he was watching all of the newspapers and, and what was going on and what affected the person that they did this or that and how that how that panned out. OK. And then he finally showed them. So they were unaware all this time that they were doing stuff. They thought they were just, you know, fighting bad guys here and there. Fighting evil people. They didn't realize the impact that they were having in a positive way on the planet itself. And that's what, unfortunately, is part of the being veiled and having them take away the information of who we are and what we're about. We don't realize the extent and the scope. Again, this goes back to what he was talking about here on a different scale. Right. I'm talking about another subject, but explaining the exact same metaphor. Right. Here's this. Here's another metaphor. We don't realize the effect that we have on everyone else around us and the total effect of the whole hive mind complex that is the human race that is on this planet. We don't know that. And to try and describe that, here's where it goes back to the same metaphor, is only a matter of my own perspective. Of, do you understand? My perception of how I see that effect. Now, it's, I can generalize it. That's what I have done. I can generalize the subconscious, right? But when you try to get into details, then it becomes folly because it's all viewer created. It's all viewer created. Your experience is yours. And the only way you have an experience is to use every experience that you've had in the past of your entire life to base the decision of what you're seeing and how that affects you. Do you understand? That's why it's so personal to each one of us. And that's why it's precious. Each individual person, you know, you don't want to just lose someone because then you lose that vibration, you lose that experience. But then that's the way it's designed into the, to the fabric of the universe and how things work. 
Sometimes they're serving a purpose that you're supposed to learn from. Do you understand? Crazy, right? All right, let me check the time here because I don't want to go on too long today. <laughs> right. I've been going on about this particular uh, item here for a bit, right? Yeah, see, I'm already 25 minutes over. So maybe we'll do another question or two here, and then we'll we'll call it. Um, just because, you know, going one hour and 25 minutes is no different than going one hour and 30 minutes, <laughs> right? Or one hour and two hours, maybe. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on with the next next question here but see there i i want to i know I, I went five metaphors to explain that but in doing so i hope that that in some way shows you right that you know trying to describe like he said here trying to describe the nature of the deeper mind uh, it truthfully when you look at anything and you try to describe it there you go there you have it uh it's a matter of perspective so we can experience it together and you know, we still, that's our job is to have individual experiences so that eventually we report back to the one. The one is trying to have every possible experience, however many scenarios that is. Billions, trillions, I don't even have enough, there's enough Google, you know, energy uh, digits to um, show how many variants there could be. Infinite. Uh, you have stated that dreaming, if made available to the conscious mind, will aid greatly in polarization. Could you define dreaming or tell us what it is and how it aids polarization? Answer, I am Ra. Dreaming is an activity of communication through the veil of the unconscious mind and the conscious mind. The nature of this activity is wholly dependent upon the situation regarding the energy center blockages, activations, and crystallizations of a given mind, body, spirit complex. In one who is blocked at two of the three lower energy centers dreaming will be of value in the polarization process in that there will be a repetition of those portions of recent catalysts as well as deeper held blockages, thereby giving the waking mind closer to the nature of these blockages and hints as to possible changes in perception which may lead to the unblocking. This type of dreaming or communication through the veiled portions of the mind occurs also with those mind, body, spirit complexes which are functioning with far less blockage and enjoying the green ray activation or higher activation at those times at which the mind, body, spirit complex experiences catalyst, momentarily blocking or baffling or otherwise distorting the flow of energy influx. Therefore, in all cases it is useful to a mind, body, spirit complex to ponder the content and emotive resonance of dreams. For those whose green ray energy centers have been activated as well as for those whose green ray energy centers are offered an unusual unblockage due to extreme catalyst, such as what is termed the physical death of the self or one which is beloved occurring in what you may call your near future, dreaming takes on another activity. This is what may loosely be termed precognition or a knowing which is prior to that which shall occur in physical manifestation in your yellow ray third density space-time. This property of the mind depends upon its placement, to a great extent, in time-space so that the terms of present and future and past have no meaning. This will, if made proper use of by the mind, body, spirit complex, enable this entity to enter more fully into the all-compassionate love of each and every circumstance including those circumstances against which an entity may have a strong distortion towards what you may call unhappiness. 
As a mind, body, spirit complex consciously chooses the path of the adeptand, with each energy balanced to a minimal degree, begins to open the indigo ray energy center the so-called dreaming becomes the most efficient tool for polarization, for, if it is known by the adept that work may be done in consciousness while the so-called conscious mind rests, this adept may call upon those which guide it, those presences which surround it, and, most of all, the magical personality which is the higher self in space time analog as it moves into the sleeping mode of consciousness with these affirmations attended to the activity of dreaming reaches that potential of learned teaching which is most helpful to increasing the distortions of the adept towards its chosen polarity they are other possibilities of the dreaming not so closely aligned with the increase in polarity which we do not cover at this particular space time question 86.8 <clears throat> so that was a lot said, but he was just describing the differences of how things change in your perception, even in your dreams, by the balancing or unbalance of different chakra points. Okay, so that's why if for to have more of a positive learning experience in your life, that's why it's it's more important to, or important, or most important to take care of your body and take care of your chakras that's why uh, people who meditate people who do this and realign their chakras and and eat proper foods you get a better energy output it's the same thing with tuning up an automobile or anything that runs any in any engine or anything if you tune it up give it the right things that it needs to run properly it runs better runs longer, lasts longer, and is more efficient. The human body is no different than that. The human mind is no different than that. The human soul is no different than that. Okay? So it's very important to be aware of that, to become aware of that and to learn your body and what it needs to be more efficient. There are basic things, again, with the chakra points. Learn the chakras, learn how to tune them, or go to someone who can tune them for you. It's an ongoing thing that happens because of everything I just described in the last paragraph, because of the, the effect of everyone and everything around us, their energy, be it good, bad, indifferent, affects us. So when you go out into the world, you come back with icky energy, right? And then there's a possibility that you could have and disembodied spirits following you home and in your house. So you constantly have to retune yourself, right? That's why it's very important to create a space in your house that you can do that in. Even if it's a corner of a room, right? You know, if you have a if you you know, if you have a personal bedroom, you can do that there, but if you don't because you have a partner, you may have to have a, a certain space and that's yours or that you, maybe you and your partner share that you do your, this in. Do you understand? You have to have a place that you can have all of uh, the world not affect you in. It's almost impossible with, without, you know, with sound because, you know, depending on where you live, if you live in the modern city, it's almost impossible you're going to hear the sounds of the city. So, you can limit the effects of those, however, okay? 
by being aware of that. So you have to set up a place where you can then relax. That's why your house should be your sanctum to begin with. When you come into your house, that should be the place where you get, where you can go and take your armor off and and not have to worry, right? You're in your house. You're safe there. The people that you're there with, you've chosen to be there with, and you know who they are. You know whether they're good or evil instinctively, right? Instinctively, you know that. And if you don't, you watch my videos, Defense Against the Dark Arts 1 and 2. You have to understand that it's cut and dry, right? So you have to understand that it's, it's either service to self or service to others. And then you have to understand how everything affects you. So you have to understand you. So it forces you. Every, if you want to get out of this place and graduate, not have to go through this anymore, you, if that in itself forces you to look within yourself. Because to affect the outcome of the whole, you have to first get your own shit in check. So it forces you to look within you. And you can't really get help with that, only guidance as to generically what needs to be done, which is what Raw was just saying and what I'm now saying. Generically, we can tell you, but you have to get you have to know yourself and be honest with yourself. And once you become honest with yourself, then you can love yourself. And then after that, that's when you can love other people. That's when you can affect other people. You have to fix you. And constantly keep fixing you. It's not like you, you you tune up your car and you don't have to ever tune it up again. Your body's the same way. You have to tune it up every day. Every day. When you first wake up in the morning, when you first go to bed at night, or when you get ready to go to bed at night. If you do it twice a day, at least you, you, you have a better uh, a chance. So find time. Make time. There is Time is here. Time is a constant. But we jam. We try to jam as much as we can into time because we're afraid there isn't enough. Not enough time in the day. <laughs> That's just because you're you're trying to overtax yourself. Cut. You need to cut some things out that you don't really need to have to do, so that you can make time. Right. I talk about that in my book on how to get out of debt. Changing your habits gives you time to do other things. Like if you're not sitting in line for coffee or sitting in line for a fast food all day long, you have more time. You also have more money because you're not spending all the money, $7 a coffee and, and 7 to $10 a meal. You have more money and more time. Therefore, if you take that time and that money and go and buy your own stuff, you can make and cook the same things that you like to eat at the, res at the restaurants or at the fast food restaurants or the coffee that you get from whatever coffee shop you go to. You can make your own stuff and then tailor it to you, what you like. Instead of them giving you a generic coffee, you can then change the flavors of your coffee by getting something you like to make as an espresso or whatever. Insert your favorite drink here. Do you see? And you, that, those are the things that you have to look for in your life. What can I do to make my life more efficient? What should I be doing? Right? What do I need to change? So that means, you have to, again, you have to look into yourself. Dreams are how that happens when you're pondering something. When you have things going on in your life and you're trying to figure them out, they manifest into dreams. And the dreams are never what they, again, the dreams are esoteric. Okay? You dream something, you go, it's this weird dream. What the hell does that mean? That was a weird dream, man. What was that? Okay, it's going to be a metaphor. Everything in there is a metaphor for something else. It could be a fear manifesting. 
It could be both. You could have a fear and a happiness manifesting in the same dream, but you don't understand it because you. But see, subconsciously, you understand what that meta, what that uh, uh, manifestation is. So even when you have the dream and you consciously remember the dream and not and don't understand it, subconsciously you manifested that into your dream on purpose for your conscious mind to see. Because subconsciously, that's a message to your subconscious. May not necessarily be a message to you in your conscious mind, but it's a message to your conscious mind, which is telling the subconscious mind something else. Do you understand? That's why it's important not to sleep with things on television and radios or, or things like that, because those things are controlled by people who understand that input into your subconscious mind changes your conscious patterns so that's why commercials are loud and obnoxious because if you fall asleep your brain picks up and discerns the difference in tone from the stereo that is the show and the monotone which is peaked out completely monotone commercial so it actually hears the advertisement clearer than it does and pays more attention to the advertisement that's why they do it that way and then if you're not listening and you don't hear it because you mute it they put product placement on the screen for you to see do you understand so that way if you're asleep they get you if you're awake and you can see the television they get you they understand how the subconscious mind works do you understand that so, so there's another aspect as to how the cabal, how the, the evil powers that should not be are, are disrupting your life and influencing your life. So you have to turn all those things off so they have no way of stimulating you while you're asleep. Then you start having clearer dreams because they're not influenced by those things as they're happening. Do you understand? So that's another way of taking care of your of your body, your your hive mind complex, your body, mind, soul, right? Because you have to set the narrative. I don't want outside influence because the dreams and then being part native, right? I was brought up in very shamanistic ways because the, the druidic ways, the Celt ways of old were basically the same as the American natives. Their ways were almost identical. Uh, and you can look that up and see that they, they are very, very similar. Very similar. You would think they were the same people at one time. Whoops, they, they were. Oh, no, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, because, wait, Europeans migrated, they became the Native Americans. <laughs> They've proven that. The original Native Americans were, were Welsh. And, 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 you know, uh, not, they, weren't, they weren't Caucasian. The word Caucasian means Western European DNA mixed with Asian DNA. That's what Caucasian means. I'm not a Caucasian. I don't have any Asian DNA in my blood. I, my people lived in Europe and came from Europe to America. We didn't migrate through China. We didn't then migrate from the from Cal, from the United States back to Europe and then back to here. Okay, so I am not Caucasian, but that's what they say. I'll call all white people, and I always tell them that I am not Caucasian. I am European. 
I, I was born in America. That makes me politically an American. <laughs> but my DNA is from Europe. I'm not a Caucasian. But the original, they found that the original people that were here, that were here before what they considered Caucasian uh, people who were the Native Americans, were actually Europeans who crossed the land bridge but didn't breed with the Asians along the way. So that's kind of scary that, that the Europeans were the original Native Americans in North American continent. And then the other people came afterwards when they when they were um, had bred as they were migrating, to, which takes longer time. That's why the, you end up having the, the DNA mixed together. Not that it's bad. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of pointing that out. So the subconscious mind is influenced by everything that is being thrown at you constantly, whether you see it, hear it, taste it or smell it or not. Okay, if the if it's part of the experience that's going on around you, your brain is recording it. And then sometimes, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, things that you have to work on. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, Peter, welcome, my friend. Um, I can see you're you're trying to talk to your machine, and and some of the stuff doesn't come through right when Peter does that. His his computer sometimes uh, trip. But yeah, Celtic people. Um, your your account Scottish and Irish yeah right in fact um, in fact I you know my my DNA in yeah Celtic people uh, were were Scottish Irish Welsh uh, and, and and English uh, it's just some of the English now has has really got a lot of Roman esque um, DNA to it um, but a lot you know like America now is a melting pot as well but if you were a Celt you know that word Celtic actually comes from the Greek word Keltoi that's what they called the Celt. It's like the, the Arabs call everybody who's European the Franks. They even call American Franks. White people are called Franks. There was a, you know, a, a time when they were, I, I'm sure you've heard of this, the, like they say, the Franco-Prussians. Uh, originally, the, the, there was people from France. Francia is France, <laughs> right? So the people were Franks from Francia. And and that's what they refer to. So the the original um, Templar knights were French nobles, so they were Franks. Do you see? But they generically called everybody who came from Europe or any white people. They and they still do. They call them Franks. So the same thing. The Greeks called the the people from southern the southern Vikings, who were all of the Celts. They called them Keltoi. And that meant those people who live up there who are not Greek. That's literally what that means. It's a one-word catch-all that means those people that live up there that aren't Greek. Okay? Those people that live up north that are not Greek. Keltoi. So that's where the word Celtic came from. And that's why I call myself Kelto. comes from the Greek word Keltoi. But if I called myself Keltoi, people would be like, well, who, who's toy? What kind of toy? Right, you're a toy, right? So that so I took off the the Y at the end, and I that's why I call myself Kelto, because I am Celtic, because I am European. I'm Irish. I have mostly Irish blood in me. I have some Scottish blood. I have a little bit of English because my grandmother, uh, on my mom's side, was half English, half Irish. Right. So I do have. So that puts me at what one thirty second or one. So it would be my mom would be a quarter. I'd be one thirty second. Right. Or an eighth, an eighth, one eighth uh, English DNA, right? So my DNA is mostly Irish, 
Um, eighty like eighty percent is Irish or almost. I think it's a little bit less. But then I have like fifteen percent Scandinavian, and then I have five percent, um, two to five percent uh, Native American, uh, and then I have like a three percent that is actually uh, Roman Greek. <laughs> That's what they call it. They call it Greek Roman, <laughs> right? So, so I do have a little bit of Greek Roman in me, but most of what I have is is West, Southern Western Europe, Southwestern Europe, or just what they would consider Western Europe today, West Europe. So, anyways. Uh, so everything that is going on around you is is working on your subconscious and you have to learn your chakras, learn your conscious, learn to delve into your subconscious, learn to balance that daily moment by moment almost sometimes to keep yourself grounded, centered, focused in the here and now and eat proper foods and try to get some exercise. I know it's hard these days with the uh, uh, COVID, right? I don't get nearly as much exercise as I was able to get before, right? I mean, you can go for some walks, but you can't do other things unless you have a gym in your house, right? Or something that you can work out in, in your house. Um, but you have to you have to try to do, do that as much as you can. You'll feel the difference in your energy. It's just like when you go running or you do something, the endorphins from your body pump endorphins out for you and it makes you feel good. It's rewarding you for doing good to it. So that your chakra points do the same thing. Okay. When you reward your chakra points by balancing them and focusing on them, they give off better energy and that makes you vibrate at a higher level, which makes your experience better. And you also then gain more knowledge from the universe. So you're being rewarded by the universe for knowing and understanding to take care of yourself on every level. Your soul, your spirit, your mind, your body, everything is a totality. And you get rewarded for that. And things come to you faster and easier the more you're like that. However, you also, because of that, you're brighter. Your vibration is higher. And therefore, you become a target from evil. So you need to be aware of that as well. Right? So you need to be aware of that as well. And that's why I made the videos. And that's why I spent so much time reiterating this over and over and over. Because the reason we're in the fix we're in is because people stopped doing that very thing. Everything that I've talked about today on this show, people stopped doing, not because you chose to, but because it was taken from you. Do you see? Here's, and here's how. They don't show it to you or they censor the information like they're doing now with the Internet. They censor certain information they don't want you to know. They delete it. If you persist to try and put it on the air, they delete you. They don't want that narrative being pushed on the population. Why? There's a reason for that. Do you see? So they delete that. They delete you. Your voice becomes smaller. Less people hear it. If they can do that to enough people, they regain control of the narrative. And then what happens is they just need a reset. They need everybody who knows that knowledge to die off with it 
Because even their soul, when it comes back, gets mind wiped again. So they count on the mind wiping. They count on the chaos, which is the first couple of laws, the law of one. They count on that. That reset every time you're reborn. That's why they used to just come and kill you. They said, don't give a shit. You're gone. You're gonna, if you come back, you're not going to know what you know now. So you're not going to be vibrating at such a high level. You're not going to be making and having the effect that you have right now. So they just went whack, 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 kill those people. Kill that one. Go over there and whack them. Whack them. Shoot them in the back of the fucking head with a bullet. That's what they've done throughout time. But now they're overwhelmed because there are more of us. There always were more of us than they were of them. But now there's more of us than there are of them in totality on this planet who actually are here purely to change this place. Do you understand? There is like two trillion of us who came here specifically to change this place for the good. Not even counting all the other people that are already here, and it might be more than two trillion of us. Not to mention all the other people who are here who are in service to others and have an affinity to do that, okay? That equation is 80-20. 80% of the population of this world is good, and only 20% is evil. Of the evil population, there's only a 1% that is the rich and the elite, okay? So we're literally talking about hundreds of people and whoever they control. That's why they're so desperate, because they are losing ground. They've tried to kill us off every way they can. And now they're trying to clamp down control, because if they can enact the control they want and turn this country socialistic and then communistic, they can just start whacking people again. They'll come and get you and make you disappear. Arrest you and lock you up and say that you're a threat to society and their health. Do you understand? Cuomo's trying to enact that now, and, and Gavin Newsom tried to en- enact that here in California, and he's going to get his ass recalled. That's catching ground, and the longer we're under these lockdowns, the more people that are signing on that wouldn't have last year. <clears throat> so he's going to be out of office soon. And Cuomo's going to find himself in the same predicament real soon if New Yorkers start standing up and getting tired of this. Nancy Pelosi is going to find herself in the same predicament real quick because America is starting to have take notice. Okay? So those of you that are listening from around the world, if you're, if you're in a dire situation, just know that they can't take your soul from you. So even if you have to hide the fact that you're trying to be a positive person, you will find a way... And so were your soul. Just by being you, you can affect the outcome of other people just by being positive. And and when people go, man, there's no way out of this. We're just all going to die. No, we're going to be fine. And even when we die, they can't touch us there. So you're going to be fine no matter what. Relax. It's okay. That works. That helps. Do you understand? Okay. All right, guys. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> Peter with the big hand on his heart. <laughs> He's, he put that emoji up. 
Okay. So I'm going to call it a night because now I'm not sure. Let me go to the studio here and find out. I bet we're close to uh, two hours or, or past that, huh? Let's see. We're here. Yeah, we're one hour and 52 minutes live. So uh, so we'll stop there. I know I didn't get really far, but there was, there was a lot that needed to be discussed there. That happens a lot, and it's not just me rambling on. Okay, and you guys understand that, those of you who stayed here this long. It's not just me rambling. It's actually vital, important information that you guys need to know that they have taken from all of us. And if they can, they'll take it away again. So we need to stop them from doing that. And the only way we can do that is that we all just decide, no, enough is enough. They were about to, big tech, if, if Donald Trump stayed in office, big tech was about to get spanked if not broken up into smaller companies. So, of course, they're backing China. Of course, they're backing the Democrats because they're paying them off. They're buying off the Democrats. Democrats are evil, the ones that are in charge. Not every single Democrat is evil. But all of the squad, all of those people that are Nancy Pelosi's peoples, and every one of those motherfuckers from the state of California and the state of New York are evil. And if you're not, and you're a Democrat, you need to figure out what side you're on. Okay? Whatever your political persuasion around the world is, whatever they call it, you have a people who are in service to others and another people who are in service to self. Whatever they call those parties, here in America, currently, they're mixed. And they're probably that way around your world, too. Some of the Republicans are evil, and some of them are not. Some of the Democrats are evil and some of them are not. Some of the deep state is evil and some of them are not. So I call to those of you who are in service to others, no matter what you call yourself, no matter what you have after your name. I don't have an R or a D after my name. I have an H because I'm human. I have a T because I'm Terran, because I live on the planet Terra. Right? We call, we call Terra Gaia. Isn't that weird how Terra Gaia, the only difference is the first letter, right? It's just a different different word that means the same thing, right? You've heard Terra Firma? That's what Terra means. It means Earth. Terra means Earth. Our planet's not called Earth. Our planet's called Terra. That means Earth, <laughs> right? But we can call it Earth. Right, because it doesn't matter what's in the name. It's here. It's where we live. It's the rock we live on, right? But I am human. Unless that word's illegal because it has the word man in it. Right? Pretty soon, what do we call ourselves? Can't say Terran. Well, I guess there's no, there's no sex in that, right? So I don't have a, a, an R or a, I have an independent thinker. <laughs> whatever whatever you want to put down as a one little letter that would tell you that about uh, after my name it's not r it's not d right it's not green party it's not it's not libertarian it's not you know it's it's an independent thinker i think for myself i think therefore i am i am conscious i am alive i think for myself i don't need to have those people tell me what to do evil doesn't tell me what to do the one true creator of the universe does. That's who I answer to. I'll abide by laws that are like sensical, right? Because that's what we do. 
Yeah, the blue coats is what they're called in Ireland, right? Right, we called them the red coats because they were the English. But <laughs> the red coats are coming. The red coats. Um, right, you guys call them the blue coats, or or what the you know in Nazi Germany they were the brown shirts. Right, over here in the United States they're Antifa. They are the brown shirts. They are the evil people recruited by the powers that should not be to do pandemonium and mayhem. The Irish Republican Army at one point was that. But we were not recruited by evil people to do that. We were recruited by good people trying to set a country free. So we became pandemonium and mayhem. And then we became patriots. <laughs> Just like the rebellion of the United States. They were pandemonium and mayhem. They were an upstart rebellion. Then they became patriots. Victory goes to those who win. History is written by the victor. Okay, guys. Have a great night. Namaste. Thank you for being here. Pass this on if you think this information is in any way beneficial to anybody that you know. Right? Those of you uh, who are listening on the MP3 uh, podcast, I want to thank you guys. There's a bunch of you out there here in the United States and weird states that I didn't think were paying attention to my podcast. Uh, you know, like, um, let's see, Wisconsin, right? You guys, wow, what's going on up there? You guys are blowing me up, right? There's a few states here, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i name them next time I go live. Right now I don't have it up on the board uh, because I, I check it all the time, daily, in fact. I check Facebook, I check uh, YouTube, and I check all the other channels that my Facebook or my podcast goes out to. Uh, I use um, Anchor FM, and I use... Uh, um, podcast addict no Podbean. sorry uh, those are the two uh, that i post on and from there uh it goes out to the planet everywhere you know uh, most people listen to my podcast on apple play or apple podcasts on your uh devices uh that hear the mp3 file version the mp4 file is you know youtube and facebook uh you guys get to see that more often but i have both on both so you guys can just listen to it if you don't want to see it. And, you know, if you don't want to read along, you don't have to. You can just listen to what I have to say. And I try to be very descript so that those people who don't have the benefit of visual ha can still have the same experience uh, that those people who are listening on the MP3 file. So I have that posted directly. I love you guys. And I know around the world you guys are, are listening because I track it. And I know that I'm being listened to in 87 countries around the world. Okay, so I know you guys are out there and thank you for that. I love you guys. I love this planet. I love these people. I love everything about what goes on here. I love all the sports. I love food. I don't think there's anything I don't love about this being and in this existence and this experience, except we're fucking stuck here and we don't remember <laughs> what we're supposed to be doing. That's the only part I don't like. Right. But that's why I came here to fight that. So you guys keep fighting. Know that no matter how bad it looks, it's going to be OK, even if it turns into a civil war here in the United States, which may happen. And a lot most of us that I know are contemplating the idea of what we're going to do during the civil war, uh, because we think it's going to get to that. We think we're going to have um, we think we're going to be trying to overthrow the government of the United States at some point and going to have to do that. I physically I'm an old timer. I'm now I'm in my 50s, so I don't believe that I will be marching against troops in any way. <laughs> but I will continue to fight the way I'm fighting now and um, hope that people can do this peacefully because I am not a warmonger, um, nor am I a revolutionist. 
I believe that we can um, vote people out of office just as easy as, in fact, we could take over the government by voting people out of office easier than trying to take over the government by physical means. Physicality never got you anything besides dead. That's why I believe in Mahatma Gandhi and, and his philosophy. I believe in Martin Luther King Jr. and his philosophy. I believe in Stephen Biko in South Africa, which eventually the mantle was taken up by um, Nelson Mandela and then his wife after that. Um, there's been other people around the world that have done the same thing. And, and yes, I know that when, whenever, when all of those people most were murdered, I understand that. They were killed for because they believed in their cause. Right. There's many, many people around the world that have done the same thing. Millions and billions and trillions of people throughout time who have believed in a thing so much that they would die for it. And mostly it's been freedom, independence and liberty. Remember that those are the most important things you will die for. The most important thing that I, you will die for is love. Love always. And we need to reintroduce that to this planet get people thinking about that love is more important than anything else besides life itself all right guys namaste have a great night thank you for being here all ryan rising news might be on tomorrow sunday or monday depending on what happens around the world uh, but if not you know i try to do I, I i held off uh until literally a week into the new year before i went live uh, but we did a two and a half hour show you should check it out. It was yesterday's. It's out there right now for you to watch or listen to. So take a look at that. Take a listen to that. I have more to come. Uh, as we prove that Antifa was, in fact, in charge, I got the video today that shows the police department escorting Antifa to the um, protest. I have that video downloaded onto my hard drive. I can send it to you if you'd like to see it. I also have the video that shows, if you watched the show yesterday, we talked two and a half hours and showed pictures uh, and of, um, you know, the guys who were supposedly the uh, neo-Nazi guys that were they keep talking about on the news and showed you a picture of them at the rally being Antifa at the rally. Um, we showed you that and talked about that. So uh, we know that that was what was being done. There's other videos out there that I'm not going to go into right now, but I've passed them on to a bunch of people that I know. Uh, and the different people, um, in fact, uh, Peter, you're in the crowd. I'll be sending you. I don't know if I sent you all three. You might have already seen them. Uh, I sent you one, I think. There's two more uh, that I got uh, last night. I don't know if you've seen them yet. I don't remember if I gave them to you. Uh, I'll check when I get off air. Uh, and if I haven't, I'll make sure I get those to you. You probably already have seen them because most of the people that I sent them to said, yeah, I got those last night. I'm like, so did I. So it seems like everybody last night in my time, our time here in America, um, that we that was when everybody after everything happened on Wednesday, we got all the information from our other cells um, on uh, last night. So, Peter, you probably already have it. Uh, but if not, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll exchange and talk to you in a little bit. Okay. So, guys, have a great night. I'll see you guys uh, Tuesday. Remember, Tuesday is is uh, uh, we, we go it's Orion Rising News uh, until we change the name of it because I have Mandy, who is the um, headmaster at um, Ancient Aliens Worldwide. I created that uh, gr that group and page back in 2012, 
and uh, with everything that I do these days, and I haven't had time for years to actually be in around and um, doing research anymore or running. So I have entrusted that to Mandy Wilson, who's doing a, a stellar, stellar job. But she's more than just a uh, administrator. Um, so, you know, now she's basically her her ship. She's running it. Uh, but she's also uh, very intelligent and, um, you know, is knows uh, a lot of the same people that I know and gets all the information that I that I get. Sometimes she's giving me information lately that I haven't had yet. <laughs> right. So we have her on. Uh, and if you catch that on Tuesdays, we didn't go this last Tuesday. We waited till Thursday because we know that Wednesday and Thursday or Tuesday and Wednesday were, were going to be all shenanigans. And it was. So we waited till Thursday to, to go on there. Uh, but we'll be back on the air on Tuesday, and um, we have our little talks. The, and how that evolved, uh, just so you guys know, is that we would, her and I would have a conference call every Tuesday anyways because we're discussing what's going on with Ancient Aliens Worldwide and what she's doing and what I'm doing and uh, what I'm up to and what she's up to. And so we would just get together to make sure that we were on the same page. And then we ended up having conversations afterwards, and it ended up going basically to the point where we said we should talk about this on air. <laughs> and, so, and so that's what we're doing now. We have a conference call first. It's all business. Then we go on air and we talk about the current events and what we know and what we've heard. Uh, and um, so we'll be doing that with her until we run out of gas, right? Or until all my shit gets banned off the Internet. Fuck them, right? Sorry, guys. There's my language barrier the problem there. I'm being Irish there. Pardon my French. <laughs> We say that in America. We always blame our cursing on the French. All right, guys. Namaste. Have a great night. Thank you for those of you who stayed around. I was just trying to waste time to get it past the two-hour mark. Uh, so 205 is good. 206 will be great. All right. Have a great night. I will see you guys the next time. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, or good morrow, depending on where you are in the world, tuning into the show. <laughs>